Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is Monday. The 12th of August 2019. I'm Luke Moore. That man over there, that part man, part T-shirt over mm. there um, is Mr. Pete Donaldson. I was uh, frantically trying to dip the audio there, but my little fingers were not doing what they're supposed to do on the side of the iPad, quite frankly. Your little fingies? We've got an iPad set up here at um, the the uh, Ramble slash um, Luke and Pete Show HQ, um, and that's what we're dealing with right now. Stakhanov HQ. Stakhanov HQ. Having a few technical issues, but nothing that's going to affect the audio quality of this recording. When I was at, when I was at um, uni for doing mm. a little bit of radio, mm. um, I was told as one of the golden rules about radio, most of which you can just disregard because it's just it's student stuff radio. made up by... It's just stuff made up by boring people, isn't it? It's stuff made up by people who have failed at doing the job professionally, I find. <laughs> yes. Um, and they said, oh, you never mention your equipment. It's right. like a big no-no, because yeah. like, people don't care. But... People don't care. Yeah, but have you seen my texters? Some of my <laughs> texters are like, what's that smell? Who did that? Mm. All that stuff. I, so... What's the worst text that you've done on the radio? Do you like me? <laughs> do, do you like me? <laughs> um, what was the answer? Not overwhelmingly... Positive. Not po- un, 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 unpositive, quite frankly. Oh, so... so people no, hang, on, nice no, no, hang on. Not overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly unpositive. Yeah. So it was positive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was all right. Actually, I was surprised, quite surprised. I, I'd I dared them to give me both barrels, but they were they were they were fair. Do you find that um, even though people, whether it comes to podcasting or radio, people are aware of the day part they're listening to? Always the same. Right. They still complain, even though they still listen. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah they're always yeah. like, "What was the one I had last week? Stop talking about sorbet and play some good tunes." Nobody cares about sorbet. You do. Um, and then I started talking more about sorbet. Loads of people. I was saying, someone's complaining that I'm talking about sorbet too much. And then people were like going, I love sorbet. Yeah. What's, why someone got a problem with sorbet? Isn't and it, it became a sorbet special. So <laughs> be careful what you, you saw. Yeah. Uh, bye. We, we, <laughs> um, it's an interesting tactic, isn't it? By telling someone, bringing a, bringing a subject up effectively that you don't want to be talked about. Yes. It's a weird thing to do. It's, yeah, like me saying, gonna... it's like me saying, you know, don't think about me naked. <laughs> You're automatically going to do it, aren't you? You know, so. Yeah, you are. You're just ejaculated. <laughs> a bit of both. <laughs> Met in the middle. A little pool of So, so do you find yourself, would you describe yourself as a popular radio presenter now? No. No. <laughs> I'm on popular shows and I make them unpopular. Actually, my figures are all right. My, I, look, I'll stick my neck out, guys. My figures are all right. Yeah. 
All right, baby. Because I don't talk very much. Yeah, you just you get to play songs. That's the thing just with me. Play songs, yeah, you got yeah. With, with, when I do a radio show and if I host it, you can't blend the songs for no. being unpopular. And I also it's can't. You. If I get into the the part, if I get into the hour section, right, and it's like a minute in, and I'm thinking, oh Jesus, oh I've got, Jesus, I've got 13 minutes left. I've got nothing to hide I, I behind. Can't, I can't play a song. Yeah. I can't do shit. What could, so if you so I've known on talk radio um, because it frightens me. Yeah, uh, and also I start sentences in the middle of sentences and come back out again. Yeah. Um, People who do like talk shows by themselves. Yeah, it's hard. With callers. Yeah. And they do it overnight very frequently. Yeah. So they're just talking and talking and yeah. talking. It's a very different bit of deli- like a delivery system in that they they uh, use a lot of white space. They use a lot of blank space. They're just like, all right. So this. Well, when, when, we had stu- when we had the studio this- built, PT, right. I tested it. I came in on my own and tested it with one mm. mic. And I just did, I did 40 minutes, I think, of just talking. Oh, I'm not surprised that you, I'd love to hear <laughs> People listen to me regularly won't no, be surprised to hear that no, at all. Be, it's, so it's a different type of it. It's a different type so of So somewhere on the system there will be a couple of test files where it's just you slowly going insane in the studio, just yapping on. I don't, I don't, the, the example you've used there about using um, dead, air, dead air and stuff, mm. what I find a lot of them do is they use the producer. Mm. So they'll just talk to the producer. Yeah. So what do you think about this? You know, John, oh, John sent this in my ear, blah, 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 mm. kind of thing. And yeah. then that's how they do it. Which I find that it's about confidence, right? If you are, if I'm hosting now mm. and I don't know what's coming next, mm. rather than just panic, I'll just say to the producer, what have we got coming up now? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah and they'll yeah, tell yeah. me. Yeah. And that, that's a kind of a much more, I suppose, confident way of dealing with it, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. Otherwise you're just filling needs. I'm still terrible. <laughs> it's just, I, I'm confidently shit. Yeah. Confidently shit. Is that comfortably numb? Anyway, how was your weekend, Peter? It's been all right. I went to Rotterdam, mm. uh, which is a town near the head. Could be anywhere. Could be anywhere. Um, it was nice. It was uh, very, very windy, uh, and I ate a lot of cheese, and it was fun. Why but, did you choose Rotterdam? Um, I've never been there. Who did you go with? Uh, a guy called Craig. Do you know no, I think his... Do you actually know him? <laughs> I've not run out of people. Yeah, he was. he was... He took a bus... From London to Dusseldorf. Now that is a bus journey and a half, I would say. Pre the Rotterdam weekend. Pre the Rotterdam weekend. Why? He did a few days in like uh, around Holland and then kind of met me in Rotterdam. But why? Right. I don't know. He just wanted to stay here, I guess. But uh, has, yeah, he very... not, has he not got a job? He does have a job, but mm. he he thought I'm gonna save a bit of cash and mm. go via the bus. Um, but yeah, it was he had to get off the ferry. At like I think it was like one in the morning. Like the, sorry, he had to get off his bus that got on the ferry, and then he had to go into the place where everybody is on the ferry. And just people were just drinking apparently two o'clock in the morning yeah. on the way to Dusseldorf. Yeah, but oh, I can imagine. I've done a I've done a little grim. boat trip, booze cruise. Apparently, it's full on. <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently, modern like uh, little ferries that go across to uh, mainland Europe, they're just full of Hindus. Just people getting absolutely tanked up. I I would challenge you to find me a situation now in the UK or Europe that isn't full of Hindus. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it's just everywhere. I mean, hospital. Every no. Well, that's the obviously there's Hindus in hospitals because people get drunk, drunk and hurt themselves. Right, okay, sewer. There is not a part. There's not a part of society. I, I, look, this may tell a difference between you Belongerie. and I. I don't consider the sewer in quotes to be part of society <laughs> perhaps you do oh but, having to go at our mutant neighbours yeah, but society mutant is completely permeated yeah. everywhere <laughs> every nook and cranny by a hen or a stag dude the only right. place in Europe recently I've been to that hasn't had one it was Santorini and I think that's probably because that's too expensive it is very pricey yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah you price yourself out of certain places I've found places that you'd expect stag dudes to be in like Cluj in Romania you don't see very many 
Great. But uh, yeah, I, I heartily recommend uh, Rotterdam. The buildings are fucking insane. They just went, let's make a mad old building. I uh, played a bit of Crazy Golf as well. I forget how much I love Crazy Golf, Luke. I'm good. Bloody I'm love. good at it. I'm terrible at it, but I bloody love it. I just love the variety. You know me. I'm a real variety vulture. And every little, every uh, hall has something a little bit different for the golfing enthusiast. Oh, Rotterdam looks amazing. It looks so much more avant-garde than I sort of expected. It's crazy. And it's very windy on certain days. We oh, it was really windy here over the weekend, though. Was it? Okay. It was so windy, yeah. I was scared that uh, we went up this tall TV tower thing and looked out uh, across Rotterdam and it was surprisingly high and very very windy and I genuinely thought I was going to be blown off into Rotterdam and I was just thinking you that, blow would be, that would be that would be a terrible way to go no one a calls, dreadful way to go it would no one calls them blow offs anymore do I they? call them bloffs do you? yeah I brought nah. little Tommy Squeakers bloffs pumps pumps was my old sk- pumps was what I grew up with pops pop-ops pop, pop-offs yeah um, what, 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 was it, what was it for you growing fart, up? fart probably fart yeah fart Farted, but, uh, drop, drop your guts Pump, pumps yeah, it was always pumps for me. Right, um, okay. Now you've moved on to blow-offs. Now I've moved on to blow-offs. <laughs> I'm extruded. It's good radio, this, isn't it? Great radio. Really good. Did you see about the guy who um, who lost his mind because he got a BMW for his birthday instead of a Jaguar? Was he like an Indian guy or something? Yeah, he like, wasn't like an Indian was guy. Indi- he wasn't Indian Was he guy. in India? Yeah, it was in the Indian state of Haryana in in, um, in the north of India. Right. He, um, well, he, was, he was gifted a, a car. And it wasn't quite the car he wanted, so he just pushed it into the river. Pushed it into a river, yeah. Nice. That's yeah. not how you get another one. It's not like um, an ice cream. He said um, it apparently got stuck in a bank of tall grass, and the man said to be the son of a local landlord tried to rescue it. <laughs> Police are investigating the incident. Um, but BMW cars cost um, 3.5 million rupees, which is around £42,000 in India. That seems very... What's the most strange. ungrateful thing you've ever seen? Hello at LukeandPeacher.com. <laughs> because of that... Is right up there. Those kind of memories really stick in the stick in the minds. Mm. Like just people just not having any idea about the the worth of anything. I asked my parents what the most ungrateful thing I did as a child was because mm. I saw them over the weekend. Yeah, and they said that. Um, and I was to be fair, I was only about eleven. Mm. I think I was actually eleven. They said that um, we went to Disney World on holiday because mm. my dad got laid off from his yes, job and right, got a yeah, lot of yeah. money, and um, we ended up. And I was tired because like, I mean. I, did, I spoke to my mum about this afterwards. She was like, yeah, look, looking back on it, probably we, we expected too much of you guys and it was really tiring mm. and, and we did something every day and we shouldn't yeah. have done and there was jet lag and mm. you were only 11 and your sister was only five or whatever. Mm. And um, we walked for ages in Disney World from the car park because yeah. my mum and dad didn't know where they were going. And um, I imagine you, you, you give that sort of behaviour rather short shrift. I was only 11. Mm. And, this uh, is rudderless. But this was the first day we were there, so yeah. I was probably a bit discombobulated by the timing. Mm. Anyway, my mum said we walked down to the end of the um, car park and it was the wrong way or whatever, and I mm. turned around and said, that, well, this has just been a massive waste of time because I was just tantruming. Put me on the plane. But my dad went mental. Absolutely <laughs> mental. And yeah, then, because he will be exhausted. Yeah. He's trying to do a nice thing. Yeah. He's just been exactly. laid no, off. I get it, yeah. He's just been laid I off. I get it, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not defending my behaviour. <laughs> I'm just telling you that that's what it, what, what, it was funny to me because I asked him he could, he could, and that's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> like that? Yeah. He could have gone full. I didn't uh, even think about it. He could have gone full uh, falling down. Just, you know, that thing that you haven't yeah. got him, just went, he could have just went mental, punched Mickey Mouse. That'd pulled be, his head off. That would be amazing. <laughs> I, I, someone someone um, in, in, our, in our email inbox, again, which is hello at lukeandpeatshow.com, shared some great photos of um, the opening day of Disney World. Right. In like 1955. Yes. It's really interesting. Mm. The, the characters look completely different. In fact, <laughs> they, they look shit. Um, I'll get Charlie to share the link because it, um, it was a photo journal mm. uh, online. But um, 
But yeah, so that was what sprang to mind. What's the most ungrateful thing you've ever done, Pete, do you think? I don't know, I'm always sort of, yeah, I was probably a bit of a shit. I can't remember anything in particular, but I just remember, I think I spoke about it before, I remember sort of going to video game shops and sort of stamping my feet. Yeah. And bearing in mind that my mum and dad, you know, didn't see that was short of anything, uh, even though they were complete brassic lint, mate. Same as um, my parents, yeah. Exactly. But, but, but we went to this uh, computer shop and I would just sort of have a little tantrum every time my mum, oh, I can have that one, I want yeah. that one. Ugh. Little, little... I, I look back and I genuinely, why couldn't I just be happy with the games that I had and hadn't finished? But I look back like that as well. But at the same time, I was actually really happy. Mm. I had like a really happy childhood. Mm, I was too. just, I was just ungrateful, probably because I wanted more or because I had a friend <laughs> at school who was richer than us or whatever. You know. Yeah. But was that when you were PD or before you were PD? Before I was PD. Yeah. What age were you PD? Before I became police department. Yeah. Um, I uh, was. What, what, what age PD were you? was PD was third year, so that was Hartlepool PD. Thirteen. 13 14. And you were only PD for a year. No, I've been P. I'm still PD to some people in the in in, in Are the you? school. Yeah, no, you're Donny now, aren't you? No, D- Donny was what I was trying to get away from. Oh, okay. And it's come full circle and bit me right on the behind. You're always you, Donny here. You call me Donny. Some people get like, some job. people get like um, the arsehole when people have got nicknames, don't they? So well, I think they I was part upset. of the banter bus kind of thing. But I think it's a fairly common common thing, isn't it? I, well, you can't use your own nickname and just you know. No, you, you can't use your own. If, nickname, if you're right? if you're um, really wound up about what somebody calls you. No, but I think okay. I think people people. So you should never introduce yourself by your nickname. Mm. I think that's definitely true. Mm. But when people listen to us, for example, on the Ramble or on one of our shows at Stack, and yeah. uh, they hear me calling you Donny, yeah. it might turn them off a bit because they're a bit like, oh, it's a bit over familiar, it's a bit banter. <laughs> okay, well, fair is then. Well, what do you think? Do, don't do that anymore, then. I'm just going to call mind. you Peter from now. On. You I'd always see, introduce yourself as Peter. See you every couple of days for crying out loud. I think that's fine. I always introduce myself as Peter. That's correct. Um, quick TV review: Go Russian on. Doll. Fuck me, that's good. Is it good, yeah? And finished. What's it about? <laughs> it's no uh, It scratches a lot of itches that I have about uh, a new um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It is fucking amazing. And I, I don't know why I avoided watching it for such, such a long time. Eternal Sunshine is a very, very good film. Banger. Banger. Really I watched um, What We Do in the Shadows yesterday. Oh, yeah, which one's that one? It's a New Zealand-based vampire comedy. In the shadows. With Jermaine from... Flight of the Concords oh, and Murray from Flight of the Concords. Yes, yes, yes. Very cheap. Made a lot of money. It's the guy. Is it Taiku Watiti who now directs all the Avengers films? Mm. He sort of he's in it, and he I guess he directed it as well. He um, quite funny. I, they were filming, it wasn't amazingly funny, but it was pretty funny. They were filming a film uh, just outside my house uh, a couple of weeks ago, last week, and they, they you forget how much fucking work goes into filming. You know, you watch a film and it's like, this yeah. is a piece of shit. Yeah. Even the most piece of shittiest shit, 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 shit film, the amount of work that goes into filming any of that, the lighting, the 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 the, the, um, the vans, the, if there's rain, you need the big fire trucks. The vans. The vans, just the big lorries, the big Panavision vans that, yeah. that need to be put just for the lighting rigs and the yeah. cameras and the dollies, all that stuff. Wow, it takes a lot. It was the um, guy who did um, Hot Fuzz. Uh, who's the director there? That guy. Oh, Edgar, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, I think he's filming some kind of, I think it's Vampires of Saw or something like that. My favourite Edgar Wright film is Scott Pilgrim. Mm, I've still not watched that too much. Oh, you'd love that piece. I've seen the clips of them um, recently um, trying to be a band. Like none of the, like a couple of them had never played an instrument before. So like they were yeah. just kind of like learning. It's really well done. Never, yeah. Really well done. But you know, I, I remember walking back down Highbury Fields near near here mm. and they were filming something in one of the houses along there. Yeah. And I stood there just watching them. That's good. It's so fascinating. I reckon I probably stood there for 20 minutes and they mm. didn't do a, shoot a single thing. They just sat <laughs> yeah, there all doing day, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find, um, I see why um, actors have trailers because it's just so fucking boring. It's, it's 95% standing around, yeah. isn't it? And then having to go at the, um, 
the director of photography, the light, the light Bale. getting in his light. Look, gee, you're going to talk to this prick. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, um, wow, wow, wow. Pete, um, when you're in, a, in your own Hollywood movies, um, perhaps you'll be well prepared for it. I mean, the great example of that is the Game of Thrones final season when they did the, the Battle of Winterfell. Right. But it's 40 something or 50 something consecutive night shoots. Mm. And like people were getting. Um, I think one Trench of the, I think one of the actors might have got pneumonia maybe. Right. It's bad. Yeah. A couple of them were certainly hospitalized. Yeah. To get it because they had to get it right. It was, like I said, it was fifty odd days of consecutive night shoots. I was thinking like that's just PR though, isn't it? I mean like well, no, because there's a, a behind the scenes documentary right. and you can you can see how brutal it is. Well, they shouldn't they shouldn't endanger their actors lest they be on the business end of a lawsuit. Why are you wasting your time doing a documentary? It's exactly. gonna make it work. Yeah. You know. Get oh, a three what, bar what, fire what we need up. here is more cameras. Get a three yeah. bar fire up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get that so, Anyway, Pete, let's have a little break for some um, for, for, for some adverts, and after that, we will do some emails. I've got a great one here about a chip shop. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. I mean, I'm pretty chilled out about this, actually. I've had five pints of Guinness, and my wife just left me for another man. I can't mention her name. Jackie, oh, I'm so sorry about that. So, actually, you know, the fact that it's a four-hour delay on a flight doesn't bother me. Sounds like it does bother him a little bit. Massively. Shout Sounds out to like my mate um, Dan, who's actually currently stuck in Hong Kong due to the protests. Yeah, they've uh, granted that. It's, it's, if I was going to say uh, about the protesters, that is a smart move. Yeah, because uh, obviously you're disrupting a huge financial uh, centre and a lot of tourism as well. Wasn't a smart move for my mate Dan to be there. No. Um, what about this from James Clark? Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is the address he's emailed into. Uh, he says, hi, uh, both, mainly Luke. Firstly, a big fan of the show. Um, been an avid listener to the Ramble for eight years and now very much enjoy many of the sister Stakano shows, especially this one, Wrestle Me and The Offensive. Uh, you should listen to all of them if you're listening to this because you will enjoy them. We're, um, we're more of the offensive than the offensive sometimes, I would say. We are. Mm. The offensive is back for a new season, by the way. I'm excited. It's had a really, really good opening first episode of the new season. Everyone was loving it. Um, you should check it out because Ashwood City, the fictional team featured within, are now in Europe. So it's a whole load of... Um, logistical things for the production staff to worry about. <laughs> um, James says, I haven't got anything too exciting to offer the show at this time, but as I've just moved to Streatham, uh, which is a district of South London, I wondered if Luke could recommend a good fish and chip shop as I've been really struggling and he's mentioned a few times he lives in the area and I get the impression Luke is a man who knows his way around a chippy. That's all for now. Uh, any help would be appreciated. And that's James Clark, who signs off his email as James Clark, basement waterproofer, London. Um, okay, right. Now, he, knows if you, sump, he knows a sump pump. 
If you were a basement, if you were a basement waterproofer, mm. don't be emailing in saying you've got nothing interesting to share. <laughs> there must be some stories. You must have found some soggy shit downstairs. Hundred percent. Yeah. How do you even go about that? You just put plastic down, plastic layer. I'd say. I think if we were, say you and I were on an episode of The Apprentice and mm. we had to waterproof a basement, I think that's how we would start, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, plastic, tar loads of plastic. Yeah, pin it, um, tar. Tar. Ah, Alan Sugar would be like, what would you, you spend your damn budget on? <laughs> a massive tarp, Alan. <laughs> I thought that... It's I, a load of old tut. When I was in... Uh, when I was in tut. That's... He that says is, a proper is, East London yeah. word, that. Um, t- do you ever use tup? We used to use tup when we were kids as well. What's that? I don't that's know what it is. Tup. That's, just, that's just rubbish. It's like no. a load of old tup. It's a load of tup. Tup. Um, anyway, the... Um, uh, I was in Rotterdam, as uh, uh, mentioned earlier on. I um, brought a travel line with me. I always, I, n- I never go anywhere without a travel line, so I can enjoy some wrinkle-free clothes. And uh, and uh, I brought it, and I forgot though it was a Japanese travel line I bought out there that works in Taiwan and Ty- yeah. uh, all those places. But over here, obviously, we've got almost double the voltage, so yeah. it, I turned it on, and it instantly sparked. And the actual metal warped immediately. Went like that. Right, it's a surge. Could have really hurt Craig, the yeah. Scotsman. <laughs> Could have hurt Craig. Could have got him on a sporran. Yeah. Um, also, in the US, it's the same. The mm. voltage there is, I think, 110 or something. Get a step down. That's, yeah, well, that's well, why the head riser is shit. We had to spend, when my wife moved to the UK, we had to spend a lot of money on these Transformer things yeah. for all of our... They're really bulky. They've not really got they're any massive. smaller They're massive, mate. I was yeah. so surprised. My yeah. mate bought, a, I think, a Game Boy Advance back in the day and uh, the rapper subtitle at ATP borrowed it off him oh, yeah. um, and he never gave it back. So. Did he, that's subtitle, outrageous. if you're listening, you got my mate. Step down, give it back. I mean, Subtitle is not a very commercially successful artist, so perhaps no. he needs a little help he can get. Um, James, to answer your question about fish and chip shops in Streatham, I've got some good news for you, because in my view, and I haven't been to the fish and chip shop for a while, so if it's gone downhill and off a cliff in the last few months, I apologise, but mm. Kennedy's in Streatham Hill. You've mentioned Kennedy's before. It's You've directly opposite yeah. Streatham Hill Station. It's mm. award-winning, it's brilliant. I would never go anywhere else for my fish and chips, ever. <laughs> you went to Breados this week, didn't you? I went to that last week for Mimi's birthday. Yeah, here to turn that into set meals part two, but uh, it's very much you uh, love it. I I was a little bit disappointed. Really? Yeah, uh, I prefer the one in Clerkenwell. They've reduced the portions. Yeah, oh, they gosh. have. They have. You used to get three, and they yeah. only get two. That's annoying. It's a taco place. If you're listening, you will, yeah. you will you will probably enjoy it if you like Mexican food. So that is an email from James Clark, um, Kennedy's in Streatham Hill. Please send us another email about your basement waterproofing exploits. Yes. Have you ever eaten fish and chips in a soggy basement? Do you know your way around a sump pump? I'm obsessed with them. The things that get the water out of the walls. Have you ever encountered a fatberg? In a cellar? <laughs> Depends. Listen, if it's a cellar beneath a fish and chip shop. Or a Chinese restaurant. Good point. Good point. Oh, how, how was your celebratory Chinese meal last night? Well, we Newcastle didn't win, so I didn't have one. Uh, what did I have instead? I had a roast. Oi, oi. Oh, did you? Lovely. Good man. Delicious. What roast what was the meat? Chicken. Nice. Textbook. Nice. Textbook. Yeah. Um, Neil. Redacted. Uh, he just asked me to not use the second name, so that's going to get a beleeping. Could you write down the edit mark for me? Yes, Luke? I will. No worries. <laughs> Neil. Before we begin, please don't use my full name. Uh, dear Luke and Pete, a long time not email, but still enjoying the steady flow of a podcast of Fluvia, uh, provided by two of you uh, during a summer break uh, with the in-laws on the shores of Lake mm. Winnipesaukee. Winnipesaukee, yeah. um, mm. New Hampshire. 
Uh, two big thumbs up uh, for the remarks you made about armchair aeronautics experts online and newspapers passing inaccurate comments about aviation incidents. As a man who knows very little about a lot of things and a fuck all about most, uh, when I read YouTube comments and newspaper reports about the things I couldn't understand, it makes me realise that most of what's published in the newspapers online about things I don't understand is probably bollocks too. <laughs> it's generally accepted that accidents are the uh, cumulative result of a chain of failures rarely having a single cause. For example, a design issue compounded by maintenance problems uh, uh, that was missed by a tidal overloaded crew on a day when the weather was particularly bad. In theory, there are numerous safety systems in place to trap these errors and break the chain before an incident takes place, such as reliable design, robust uh, maintenance procedures, and a well-trained flight and cabin crew who have been trained to apply the correct procedures. That explanation is too technical for pilots' simple minds, so we talk about the Swiss cheese model. Oh, Bless are you me. allergic? Yeah. Carry on, this is interesting. Each layer of defence, such as design, maintenance... Uh, air traffic control and flight crew is like a slice of Swiss cheese. It's a barrier of sorts, but inevitably it has holes in it. In theory, if a problem isn't caught by one layer of the defence, i.e. it gets through the hole in the first slice of cheese, it should be stopped by the next. And even if it gets through a hole in that second slice, the third should stop it and so on. The problem is that occasionally the holes in the cheese line up and the problem can pass through all layers of defence without being stopped. That's when it becomes a bad day at the office. Take Luke's example of the Air France crash in 2009, the effect of the cockpit design, the weather, the time of day, the faulty information provided by the instruments and the crew's actions may not have been serious enough in isolation to cause the crash, but the cumulative effect of all of them were. As, yeah. a, uh, as a reason of this, it's quite common to hear pilots talking about the holes and the cheese are starting to line up. That's not something you want to hear over the intercom. No. Uh, a series of small individual issues seeming to be building into an increased risk and it's a single uh, signal that we should stop focus on what our current situation is and somehow break that chain of accumulating risk factors. Uh, that was uh, experienced very much by me and you earlier on when I threw the computer mouse at a wall. Yeah. and We were it, having our own Swiss cheese problems. You were having huge problems, mostly with your uh, short fuse. Right. And um, we just got out of the way. Yeah. Uh, well, did it fix the problem or didn't it? Do we have a Smash Mouse or don't we? We do have a Smash Mouse yes. now, yeah. Anyway, I'm buying myself. Anyway, anyway. Why would you mention that one out of all of the All Stars? Obviously, their biggest song. It's the only one I know, isn't it? You know, you said walking on the sun. Might as well be walking on the sun. Yeah, and also, hey now, you're an all-star. Oh, is that them Get as well? On. Hey, yeah. It's the first one that came to yeah. mind, sorry. Anyway, I'm even borrowing myself now, so I'll leave it there. Uh, this was supposed to be an email telling the story of how I fooled the medical world and my mum to get out of my previous job in a cardboard box factory. So it's fair to say I've gotten off a... Uh, I've got off a bit, bit I've gone a bit off track like me then uh, that would probably have made for a better tale but I'm damn enough I'm going to delete, delete this lot and start from scratch one for another day thank you uh, happy trails Pilot Neil oh it's Pilot Neil it's Pilot Neil so he's emailed in about something completely different to what he wanted to email in about mm. but still got in excited the, about the cheese the Swiss cheese line in the up. wheelhouse of yeah. his own pilot exploits <laughs> Pilot Neil of course you'd be pleased to know my friend mm. that your speed tape you sent in still there Got my hand on it earlier. Yeah, it's actually being used to hold down a Bluetooth um, box mm. in the studio at the moment. Actually, that's a piece of uh, old tech we don't need anymore, so maybe I can throw that out the wall. Yeah, kind of. If kind you want to donate any of your old Good tech. metaphor for the Luke and Pete show. <laughs> um, great <laughs> to hear from sticks. Pilot Neil, anyway. Love it. Have you along, Neil. Absolutely. Mm. Um, what about this one from James who says, Hi guys, love the show, but now let's get to the good stuff. Ooh. Following the recent news about Chernobyl Volker making its way to the world, it's got me thinking about whether you can actually live there again or not. I believe it's been long enough since the radiation has faded 
which would allow people to come back to the area. Um, want your thoughts if this is a government conspiracy and that people would be safe to move back there or is it actually pretty dangerous? I feel the government are worried about superpowered humans to come from this if they were to go back there. Um, I don't understand why it would be a conspiracy. Right. Presumably that would be a terrible look to say that people can go back there oh, if what, they can't. They, yeah, you can they. visit there now, can't you, for sure. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've, I've heard of people going back there, visiting there for holidays and Just stuff. Just bring a Geiger counter, mate. So everyone's got one of them on, have on their... A, have a ball. On their Swiss Army knife, surely. Mm. Would you go to visit Chernobyl, Pete? It's called Pripyat, isn't it, the uh, the town? Yeah. Uh, would I visit... I don't know. It's, it's a bit gauche, isn't it? I'd probably, I'd probably pop through. I remember back in like the nine, yeah, late nineties. There was a there was a woman who went through on a motorbike and took some really interesting pictures. But now I think it's starting to kind of be reclaimed by people, if not tourists, just wandering around going, oh, "Look at this." We started off talking about Chernobyl on this show way before that Chernobyl TV show came about, because mm. we were talking about the elephant's foot, weren't we? Mm. Oh yes, that's which right, is yeah. absolutely. I want to eat it. Horrific. I want you know. to eat it. Um, it's worth reminding people that the Chernobyl elephant's foot um, <clears throat> was the the leftover mass of corium, I think it's right. corium, after the Chernobyl disaster. Um, it's just got a big um, cover on it now, I think. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's. I think I think it will give you a lethal dose of radiation in under five minutes. Right. Okay. I think, if you stand near it, it's very very strange. <laughs> Don't go near the elephant's foot. For it's it's very strange that that kind of thing exists on the planet. <laughs> I, th- I think I think it might be the most radioactive place in the universe yeah did you see that the um, I'm not happy would know that but did, did you see that gigantic explosion in uh, in Russia last week last I did week? not tell me more about that big, I think it was near, was near Finland I can't remember anyway there's a big explosion on a either a, either a base or on a submarine basically it just exploded all the munitions and uh, mm. there was a uh, an increase of um, there was an increase of radiation um, detected in a local town and they were asked uh, everyone was told to get inside Right, because uh, the radiation was a bit too high, but the actual explosion itself, the way that it um, kind of goes out, I don't know, it was a security camera or something filming it, uh, but it just pushes the clouds away. It's that massive, like the clouds actually move away because of the heat and the force. Wow, it was it was something something incredible. Oh, yeah, Two just, people died. Now five people died. Apparently, five people died in the end. Up right, to okay. five now. Yeah, it looked crazy. Epic. I have to look into that for next Crazy. time. Um, let's get out of here, Peter. And oh, um, we'll be back on Thursday, of course. We we, we need to do some stuff. I need people to email in about their UFO experiences. Yes, um, okay, right. I haven't managed a chance to get to those emails yet, but if you are thinking about emailing in about your UFO experiences or even just your opinions on that, mm. um, as requested last week, send them in to hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. You can, of course, email on any subject you want, and we'd be very, very happy to hear from you. Um, but yeah, we'll see you on Thursday. Have a good week. Bye. Venus Takanov Production.